Geek Storm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. And so, on the eve of another lockdown, Trevor, <laughs> the moment of recording who would have thought? here in Melbourne, uh, we're going to... We're going to play with that a bit. And I thought tonight, in solidarity with uh, all of Melbourne- And Sydney. And Sydney, true, of course, that we would uh, play with a little restriction and that all of our games tonight would be sort of set in a single small area that cannot be left. The the whole game takes place in, I don't know, a 10-metre square area or whatever. (laughs) No. (laughs) 30 meter. I don't know. It takes place in a small enough area that literally you can't you can't go down to the shops and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you you're sort of stuck within an area. Yeah, and, and so and I think you know, regardless of you know, what what the scene might be, you know, I'm not saying we we limit all of our uh, games to be in a suburban house because that's where we're locked down, or that it's necessarily around the fact that you're locked down. But just whatever for whatever reason, all of the games tonight will only take place within a relatively small area. And because we are so unimaginative to come up with ideas on our own, we use a list of random random implements to get us ideas to to jump off. That's right. Uh, So the one of the random implements that we're going to use tonight is a random word generator where we each get a adjective and a noun. Take those two words, we throw them at each other, and we come up with the game. That's it. Based off those four words. Yeah, we call it click pitch, and uh, we're going to do it. We call it ramped up click pitch, because we haven't actually talked about that. Original click pitch was just two nouns. Yeah, we, we like each. it a bit better with an adjective and a noun, so we tend to do that now. Uh, mm-hmm. So, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Steady silicone. Unset. Leaving. So, unset and silicone makes me think of, like, I don't know, like- the silicon that you put down for tiles or something. I just started thinking of jelly mm. that's starting to, like, melt in the heat. In- okay, interesting. Um, so, that that brings me to, like, a summer home. Yeah, yeah. Are you a guest at a barbecue? And Okay, yep. But you turn up- It's not, it's your, not your house. house. You're a guest. But you turn up and everyone's gone. And But the, all the food's still out or, like, there's literally still- uh, sausages on the barbecue, and they like they're not in mid cooked. Yeah, like mid cooked. They're they're not burnt to a crisp yet. Like this has just happened. Okay, so is this like a rapture like scenario that all the clothes are gone, or the clothes are all there in little piles? How do you know what happened? How do you know that during the rapture their clothes will go? <laughs> mm, moving on. <laughs> I don't look like Jesus right now with my long hair. And Trevor, if you ever rapture, rapture me, leave my clothes behind. Just I want to go up to heaven as I came from heaven. No, that doesn't make sense. But you know what I mean. Buckers. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. So- I, I like I like this idea. Yeah. Okay. So is it like an adventure game so- style thing? You come in, you're alone, Mm -hmm. and the first thing that you see is smoke sort of coming off the barbecue. Yeah, as it, like, starts- As things have just started to burn. So, the first thing is that you're turning that off, and then you're like, where's Barry? This is Barry's house. He he should be here. He invited me. Like, we've been talking about this for weeks. And so, your first- your first thought is obviously they've all gone inside and they've they've not not remembered that they had yeah it's like food on the barbie. Sp- did they see me coming and this is actually a surprise party for me? Yeah, so you you're trying to get in, but the door's locked. So now it's like, how do you get in? Okay, you know that Barry had like a, a one of those hideaway keys, so that you're looking through the rocks and you find the hideaway mm-hmm. key and you open up and still no one there. Like, is this a, maybe there's a bit of a. Because I, I just had the, the the fun idea of, like, you try to call them and maybe, like you said, maybe the, the clothes aren't left behind, but, like, maybe the phone is on the ground next to the barbecue or something. Um, oh, all technology is left behind. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you, it, it's, you start to search around and you realise, oh, like, there's, there's a watch and there's, a you know, things that have essentially fallen from people. There's, there's like, a wallet keys on this side and then there's a phone on this <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, like- in the pockets. You just start finding these weird small piles of, like, small change. It's a weird and- pile. Like, why is the person's wallet and key? <gasps> Maybe they were sitting there and they and they fell out of their pocket as they got up to, to hide for the surprise party. Yeah, of course. And the whole thing is, like, what every you- single time that you- you see something new, you start thinking- Maybe, maybe, we, don't, just- maybe we don't suggest that and it actually is a surprise party. <laughs> you don't give them that suggestion. You make it seem like some weird rapture thing has gone on and then you get inside and everyone's just like, surprise! 
Yeah, that might, that well, might I was actually thinking that you get inside and there's nothing there, but then after a while, you finally open up the um the garage door and everyone was in there, but someone thought of a great idea of getting the car started <laughs> to keep them warm in there. They <laughs> just all died of carbon monoxide poisoning. No, I do like this as like a supernatural- I do like this as some sort of supernatural thing that's happened, like- Sort of a last man on earth kind of deal. Like, have the neighbours gone and stuff too? I mean, I guess the whole point that we're doing here is you don't necessarily uh, you, leave the house. You area, don't but- know. Like, you, I, I can sort of see that you, you're looking looking around. I, I almost see like a, a first person view and you look down and there's like some lights on down Mm. Down the road, but you don't see any. Yeah, I think I like think it is really quiet as well, because then then those moments of like discovering stuff in the grass or whatever, and it, it's like that that small amount of view, that ninety degree view, whatever, mm. whatever the FOV is, like is just enough for you to sort of feel a little bit claustrophobic and sort of not be able to see everything that you necessarily want to be mm. able to see at once. And so, how are we going to have them kind of uh, actually discover what's going on? Is there- Are there clues? I mean, we probably need to figure out what it is. Are they, like, fucking aliens invaded and wiped out all organic life? Have- Is it a rapture? Is it alien abduction? Is it- I don't know, mole people came up and killed everyone. <laughs> what What I kind of like the idea is that maybe nothing happened to everyone else, but oh, something, something happened to this guy. Oh, maybe it's like a- he, he died on the way there- and, like, one of the things that happens when you die is that you go through, like, a ghost version of the world in which- Yeah. Maybe it's a- You know, you kind of make- you make your own limbo sort of thing. it's a Langoliers situation. Do you know- do you know that stuff? Do you know- Yeah, yeah. You've, you've gone into another dimension. You've gone into yesterday. This- this area- this is yesterday that everyone else has abandoned and the weird creatures are coming to devour it. Uh, but you somehow- you didn't get trans- to tomorrow properly. <laughs> um, no, I like it as sort of a dimensional, yeah, like some sort of- Well, I do kind of like that idea of it being some sort of a natural process where for you, it's just gone wrong. Like, you have slipped out of the time stream, essentially, and you're now lagging like five minutes behind. But what that means- is you're you're basically out of sync with everyone. Um, so yeah, anything physical is still sort of in this dimension with you. But any, I mean, it could really just be a half second out of sync. Mm. Like that's all it needs to be. Well, maybe you start seeing what you think are like ghosts, but it's it's as a person who is in the real timeline. You know, for whatever reason, you get slightly more in sync again, and you see them. Sort of in a ghostly fashion, uh, and then they disappear again. Okay, I love that you go. You eventually go inside. You go into the kitchen, and one of the drawers is open. Yeah, and you and you think nothing of it. You turn around, and when you come back, there's all this cutlery that's been laid out yeah. on the table, and it's because these things are gradually being moved by by people that are out of sync. You know, it's like. Um, Mildred has actually got all the cutlery out for the barbecue. Yeah. And once you finish this part of the game, and and it may just end up that, you know, your character kind of realises that something else is going on, and then you see it from everyone else's point of view that, you know, um, Barry's cooking cooking the sausages on, on the barbecue, and the barbecue just turns off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, effectively, the door slides open without anyone being near it, and, and everyone's getting freaked out. <laughs> You'd have to have some pretty good AI to like, I mean, unless it was relatively scripted, but uh, of what it's, you can do. It's basically, if if you don't turn the ba- the barbecue off, then that's fine. You just don't put that you don't part get in. That scene. But obviously, you got to go inside at some stage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that could be that could be kind of fun. And then they like they're seeing a ghost <laughs> of you. Why not? Um, yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure how how that all comes together, but uh, I like it as a general high concept idea. High concept idea with. I mean, there's some gameplay in there, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it's essentially a walking the, the first sim. person stuff. It's essentially yeah. a walking sim slash you know first person adventure game kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, cool. I, I'm I'm imagining you know he goes now's my time. I can find out what what Barry's been hiding in his basement all these years and. <laughs> Actually, I like the idea that instead of instead of the other people seeing like seeing things just happen without seeing you, they can see you. Like your 
your perspective has been you've slightly shifted out of the time stream. Essentially, essentially, almost what it is is like you're actually like a half second ahead of them, and so they haven't caught up to you, and that's why you can't see them. But they see <laughs> and you. And they're just, they're just like Michael. What what are you doing? Why why are you why are you taking a piss on our couch? <laughs> they're just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yuck. Michael's had a crush on Barry for the longest time and uh, decides to, you know, go through all his stuff and go through his computer and find his, I don't know, dirty pictures. I don't know. And they're all just watching him. <laughs> what are you doing? Ooh, one, one of the things that makes Michael realise that something is not quite right is there's no wind. Mm, yep, it's very still. I like the idea that because you expect there to be at least a little bit of a breeze. Mm-hmm. Maybe you even referenced the Langoliers and he thinks that that's what happened. It's essentially a reverse Langoliers. You're ahead of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You could do it many. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. That is cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's throw that away into the past. Half a second into the past. Where we'll never see it again because it won't catch up with us. And uh, we'll click again. Okay. Three to one. Mm-hmm. Greedy visiting. Vintage verbal. I mean, I see the word verbal and I immediately think dragon naturally speaking <laughs> and somewhat incorporating the idea of you tell the game what you want to do. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, a you know, natural language processing or something like that. Like parser kind of deal where it has to understand you. Okay. So, th- this is one of those- um, Text parsers. Yeah. It's a, like, like a text parser conversation thing. Like it's- You're talking to Dr. Spazzo, uh with your- Because mm-hmm. you just got a brand new- Oh, God. Do you know what I'm referencing there? <laughs> the chatbot. Um, <laughs> Dr. Spencer was a chatbot psychologist that came with the sound card because it would do text to speech. But yes, in this case, you're doing speech to text. No, I think like- Wow. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that just lives in my head, the name Dr. Spazzo. Um I think it was, it was like Sound Blaster something, something, something. But It was probably the Sound Blaster Pro or Sound Blaster 16, but most likely Pro. Uh, I th- yeah, yes. Or the original. I think it was, I think this, was your, this was the original. Uh, anyway. I remember Parrot. Oh, yeah. For, for, yeah, we, we grew up in the 80s, just let us go. Yeah, yeah, let us have <laughs> our little nostalgic computer things. Vintage, there you go. It's like- Back in our day, if the computer I wanted mean- to make a sound- it had to do it through the speaker built into the motherboard. You had to set up your IRQs, and if you fucked it up- So, vintage makes me think of- Vintage makes me think of wine. Okay. Recently, there's been a lot of of stuff going around about accessibility, Mm -hmm. which is why I kind of thought about this this text-to-speech- Well- Speech to text, yep. sort of thing as well. Uh, in the in the way that you know, if there's just another way to control it, that's actually kind of a a cool idea that you can you know sort of type in all the things a la your old Sierra text parses. Yeah, but you can also speak the words, and yeah, it does the things that you want it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what it makes me think of is um, what was that? There was that game Facade, which was sort of a I think that's what it was called. It's like a, you're, you're intervening in a conversation between two people, and I think you could- <laughs> They're just like, fuck off! <laughs> well, I think, it, I think it was very open. There were lots of different branches and things that could take, and it used actually sort of a uh, some sort of AI thing to, to do it. Um, but that's just what it makes me think of when you're like coming to someone and you're talking to them using speech or, or a text parser. Is this someone visiting like a vineyard or something? Oh, your words again? Greedy and visiting. Makes me think that um, you're visiting like your great uncle who has, who has rather a large property and a rather copious lines, wine cellar. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. Does it all take place in the wine cellar? Well, well, no, we've done games like that before. I think this just takes place at maybe at the dinner table, and okay. it's it's sort of like he sends one of his servants away to go get go the get finest you know, vintage wine, and you know it's um, every time that the, the the guy brings it back, you know, it's like it's not of the right vintage. Go get 
Yeah. Go get this particular yeah. one. Um, but the conversations that, that's actually going on, you're trying to sweet talk the uncle into, into including you in the will. Yeah. Could this be, I like including the will, but could this be, um, almost that you've, yeah, you've gone into this conversation, going into this conversation, you have some goals essentially. And yeah, if we do some decent enough, like natural language processing and branching dialogue sort of stuff, that essentially you need to gain his trust enough so that then when you go down the specific path of questioning that's going to lead to it, like he will be open to, to telling you whatever this information is that you need. Like maybe it is, maybe it's that your, your mother thinks that she's been cut out of the will or something. And she sent you in to like find out, um, if she's getting anything uh, or something like that. And, but you know, as the conversation goes on, you, you get your, your great uncle or whoever it is, um, perspective on it um because you know your your mother's always talking about how her her uncle is so you know greedy and and this old miser or whatever um and never gave her anything even though he's stinking rich but then yeah you hear from him that maybe he's not or she's maybe a he is. Brat. <laughs> <laughs> she's a spoiled brat yeah she's a spoiled brat and you find things out about your mother so i was sort of thinking that if you a lot of a lot of chatbots out there and that sort of stuff, they don't have memory of what you've already talked about. Mm. Like most of the time, it's sort of like you'll be talking about something and you can sort of follow along the lines of questioning. But if you go back and, and say the same thing that you've said before, like they won't remember that you've asked it before. So I wonder if you could use some of this new AI. Is it like GPT or whatever it is, three or something? What's it called? Anyway, well, you see them, you see stuff going around where people have used it to essentially write news stories and stuff. And they do, I think it does have quite a good contextual memory. Yeah. Um, like, I wonder if you literally just let it write it for you. It could actually be a fun little toy where it takes your words and you essentially, you're plugging that in as, because you can do that. I, I saw um, Corridor Digital do the thing where they literally had a whole video where they primed it with some stuff. Yep. But then you can you can go back and forth. You can say, you know, you can write the next bit of like so-and-so did this and then have it generate the next section or whatever. So- um, this, this could be an interesting way to just like, you've essentially told GPT or whatever, you've told the, the AI text writer that you're, that, you know, so-and-so is visiting their great, grand uncle. Here's the thing. Here's the backstory and just let it go from there, but put it in game form where, yeah, it's taking your words and essentially using mm-hmm. that AI in the back end to, to then figure out what the uncle says. And, and yeah, all those pauses of him just reaching down, pouring another drink. So you see, boy. <laughs> you know, it's like it was doing all the processing, but it it just looks like a, a long pause. Right, right. And it adds some gravitas to the greedy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> um I suppose if you if you did well enough in, in you know tracking his um his current mood, mm. you could actually choose your different Like animations and animations, voices, like I kinda like the idea of, of getting an actor to come in and do all the phonemes. Oh, you know, I mean, and get, doing them all in all different, um, there's so much, all different uh, moods and all that sort of stuff. You could actually, there's so much good text to speech these days. Like, yeah, you, you almost don't need to get a specific actor doing it. You can, um, you can build so much, uh, you can, you can tune them so well that you could, you could just have it doing quite a good, uh, text to speech. Um, I kind of, <laughs> I want to do this now. Um, I think you have to still sort of sign up to get access to G- GDP um, properly, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like you could, do, I feel like you could do that. Is that. You're essentially just using GDP3 to translate back and forth in between a like 3D world. But I think if you wrote it in the right way, you could, uh, that'd be I fun. I mean, you could easily just do, you know, a, a cube to start off with and the cu- and you're talking to the cube. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It'd more be about like, because it works with text, it'd be, if if it's coming up with actions or something for your for the characters to do, then how do you translate that back into an animation or something? But again, you could look for keywords and just have fixed animations that I'm sure there are ways to tune GTP as well to maybe limit it to certain things or anyway. <laughs> it's just a fun thought. Okay. Yeah, let's go again. Three, two, one, three. Nominal I. Stiff resist. Stiff? Stiff. Stiff resist. As in stiff as a board. Yeah. Um, and nominal can- Or corpse. <laughs> and nominal can mean either 
existing in name only or just a very small, like, like a nominal fee. Because um, of stiff and I and resist, I, I immediately have gone to the movie The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which yeah. was sort of set in that it's one in location. Or like the coroner's, whatever the- And I yeah. kind of think that, that would be a cool place to have, have like a- a story set. Yeah. And it's just a single location, you know, a stiff has been brought in and you can sort of go from there as to, yep. you know, you're performing, you know, the, the basic examination and all this sort of stuff and you're finding out. Yeah, I could see a horror game where you're performing an autopsy and I mean, I, I'm sure we're not the first to come up with that, but you could do some cool stuff. No one that. has still done it. Like, <laughs> I feel like we did a game like that, actually, to be honest. Yeah. But- Probably, That's but- fine. I'm sure that this one will be different. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, to bring it into a different direction than what we probably did last time then. I like the idea of it being set in a morgue. You get a, you get a uh, body coming in, but instead of, instead of being a full on like horror kind of ghost thing, it can still be horror. I think as you're doing this autopsy, you start finding technology that is, Ooh. has been grafted into this body. Yep. And the rigor mortis that you were that you were sort of detecting was actually from like the seized up motor in in like the leg or something like that, and that's why it's rather mm. stiff. Well, and that could be a good. You could have some pre before, like before you really get in and find that there's technology in there. You could have some fun stuff where it's like, oh, when I touch here, like the fingers move, <laughs> and you have it as like a horror thing. But as you get in, it be- it actually becomes a bit more of like an analytical thing of like, oh, hang on, this is not even a fucking human, like, or it's like only partially flesh, and there's all this, uh, yeah, this tech under there, and then it becomes almost this uncovering of how this thing works, um, and then you could have some fun things. It's like, oh, like you finally, you know, you dig into the chest and you find, and depending on the level of technology. You do hear, like, for some reason, I want to say you find, like, a cassette tape player. <laughs> and that's- A VHS player. Yeah, like a VHS. It's got, it's got to be VHS. Like- Well, I, was, I'll, I guess I was more thinking almost like a Commodore 64, like, data thing, but on a cassette tape or something, and so you- Well, because it comes back down to the eye, I like the idea right. that when you actually put something- Put a tape into, the, into this chest cavity, oh. and then there's a projector in the eye that- projects up onto the ceiling and it's oh, kind of- Oh, I see. I was going the other way. I thought maybe it's that you find that the eye has been recording to this VHS tape. I like- <laughs> One records, one one projects. <laughs> That's- <laughs> Now I've got this image in my head of you like finding component inputs and you hook them up to your- to a like CRT you've got sitting there and you see the ceiling, like you see whatever the eye is seeing at that time in real time, just like when you- You're still seeing it and it- Yeah. And and you're looking at it and all of a sudden it's like, oh, what? why is that now looking at me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you turn around and- you and look down and the head's oh, like- yeah, yeah. That- <laughs> oh, the eyes just gone and looked at you and like- Ugh. That's cool. That's a really good little horror moment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because that it requires them to understand that little that connection of like oh I've hooked this up this is just the robot you know uh, that's that's cool like it's looking at the ceiling and it comes up on the screen and then yeah you're watching the screen and it shifts it's like oh fuck uh yeah that's cool I like that a lot yeah I kind of like the idea that maybe you know the the projectors sort of like sitting on the table um you know, looking up and you got it projecting onto a thing, you know, so it's not actually in the body anymore. Yeah. And so when you see the camera, camera's perspective is moved, it's like, why is the camera now looking at me? And that's when you look at it and it's just- It's just like the eye. Is it sitting up or is it just head is looking at you and yeah. it's just got this- Yeah. This the cable one. sort of out towards the eye that's pointing up and- That's goes, cool. Ah. Yeah, I could see this working really well as just this, like the atmosphere of- discovery but with this creepy edge to it of like oh you're just this coroner or whatever working alone late at night but discovering this thing of like oh this is a fucking like complicated robot and yeah finding all these interfaces that you can connect to and yeah you pull it you pull out one of the eyes and it's still connected on the cable and you can like have it hooked up over here and um 
you can, you know, you you pull back the skin and you can see the tendons and you can like touch them and pull on them and like make the fingers go and stuff. You know, having having it all, but they're not real. Like that. They're not quite real tendons. Like they're some of them are made of string, so that they're not quite like you yeah, feel like they I can like the break. Idea of and- it being not a super high tech. Um, Robot. It's almost it's puppet like. Yeah, it's because you want to be able. You want the puppet in eighties tech. You want, yeah, you want the player to be able to like understand and sort of almost figure out some of the inner workings of, like, because you could have puzzles almost of you know. Oh well, this I can see that this connects to that. So to get that powered up, like I just need to you know switch this over or something. You break it. You, you know, you, you obviously strip the the body naked and it's like a Ken doll. Mm. And it's like, what's going on? There's, there's no, there's no genitals, and you, and it's like, I, I'm imagining that you're speaking into like a, a cassette recorder sort of mm. things, talking about the, um, the autopsy, and you get to choose what you actually say in that, in that moment. And it's like, you got Ken doll, you've got, um, you know, a, cu- a couple of other other choices. And well, and you find you out, kind of get the- you found out later that yes, there are no genitals there, but as you sort of strip things. Back or like you see that how things are connected. There's like a pressure plate there. Like it actually powers something up when you just like push right in the crotch. Um, there's a switch under there. It, that's the eject button for the for the for the cassette. Like <laughs> the top loading. <laughs> yes, I love that idea. It's like one of those yeah the pressure based ones where you push down and then let go and it will come up. It'll pop up directly from the crotch. Oop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, ah. An erect eject. <laughs> Ejectile dysfunction. <laughs> there's your uh there's your episode title. Uh <laughs> Um this is actually really cool. I'm I'm liking the idea that you start finding that there's like a seam around the around the shoulder and you and you know, sort of, you touch it the right way, and the whole arm actually mm. disconnects, and you sort of you start realizing that this this body isn't actually dead; it's just run out yeah, of power. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like- I think the goal is that, like, essentially, you want to get to the point where you've got these different pieces that you've disconnected. You've got like, yeah, the eye projecting over here. You've got the arm over here, but they're still sort of all hooked up by cables or something. So you get to the point where. Oh, you managed to power them back up and the arm starts moving or whatever. Like if this thing starts talking to you, basically. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dr. Spitesell. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Would you like to hear a story? <laughs> uh, no, I, that's, uh, I love that. That's really cool. You could um, just grow. I, I started getting even, I even started getting the idea that maybe your coroner isn't normally a coroner like he's just sort of moonlighting as a coroner for to he's get some extra money kid. well no i was thinking you know he's yeah. a medical professional okay. he's, maybe he normally works in like the er or something like that and that you know he's sort of moonlighting as a, as a medical mm-hmm. um medical examiner just just to get some extra extra cash um when he's when his best mate you know was getting married so he's like Okay, I'll just I'll come in and I'll look after yeah. the night. So when he finds all this gear, he's like, "Fuck, I can go down to Cashies and uh, sell off this projector and this cassette drive." And when do you think it's set? Do you think it's actually set in like the nineties or something like that? So you've got, e- you know, the boxy CRT monitors sort of thing. Do we set it even further? So- do we set it in like the late sixties? And this is super high tech for them. <laughs> but then. They wouldn't know what VHS was, yeah, because true. that's '80s technology. But I like it that it's '90s, and it's like, why they got this old, ancient technology from like ten years ago? <laughs> Don't they know we're all on DVDs now? Well, because it, it then it then gives us the idea that um, you know they can have a modem connected up to their up to their desktop PC, and it's you know a '92 board modem or whatever. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. I want to. I want to connect up to. I want to find a parallel port. Somewhere on this thing and hooking it up to your, you know, 486. You hook it up to the printer and it starts like, you know, it's the dot matrix printer and it's actually saying, please help me, please help me, please help me, please help me, please help me. That's fucking creepy. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh, I love that. There's so much you could do with that. What you had to do first, though, was get the right driver installed because, of course, <laughs> printers don't work without the drivers. <laughs> well, I really like this as, like, a mix between- Like, this is- You could do this very systems-based. Yeah. To a certain degree, you are simulating stuff in this body. So, like, if they find the parallel port first and they hook that up to the printer, that's fine. They can keep that hooked up. But- until they've, like, powered up some other subsection of the body, like, whether it's the brain or where, whatever it is. Well, obviously, the projector won't work in, until you actually, you know, find the, the power port to actually- Yeah, but I like the idea of sort of- Plug into power. Of, of being able to explore this stuff in different ways. So, yeah, until you've routed the power to the brain, like, nothing will happen with the printer. But then you can have oh, you can have a good experience of either- Either they've routed the power to the brain first and then plug in the printer and it immediately starts printing stuff out, which is also freaky, or they've previously hooked up the printer and then they're doing something else. They connect up the brain and suddenly over there, the fucking printer starts spouting stuff out. Like, 100% all I'm seeing now is this has to be in VR, like, so that you're actually physically, you know, plugging something in over here and you're dragging the cable and plugging yeah. it into the, into the printer. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. there's something about the spatial audio- in yeah. the fact that you flick on the power over here and you hear behind you the dot matrix start whirring up and going. I think you could do it. You could just do it in standard first person. My my concern, my only concern with VR is that unless you did it really well with like the collisions and stuff, you can end up with some real just wacky physics. And like if you fucking, drop something, yeah. it's hard to pick it back up, and and which could t- just take away from the atmosphere a bit. Um, but done well, certainly. Like if you if you weren't having to worry about jankiness, absolutely in VR it would. Because again, what we said in the first game was that FOV that's kind of you know brought in a bit gets a bit claustrophobic. Yeah, the actual like FOV of especially the quest and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff is a lot. What feels a lot less and a lot more tunnel vision, and is kind of like wow, like how much are you actually able to able to see? Yeah. I kind of want to go in deep on this game. We haven't done this for a while, yeah. but you want to like there's just some explore a bit more of a, a play by play, um, a little bit more play by play, a little bit more. Okay, with '90s technology, I think it's like early internet, so it's, we're not talking BBS like we always seem to do. Yeah. whenever we do these things, it's the MS. It's the Microsoft network. <laughs> it's MSN. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I, I like the idea yeah. that. No, no, it's- You know, you can you can sort of ICQ or something like that. You can actually be typing some stuff um, automatically, like as part of the game. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're sending out an email or something like that saying something weird has just turned up. Now, okay, who drops off the body at the, at the morgue or is it you come in and there's already a body waiting for you? Um, I like the idea it's of very, it being dropped very off in some way just because- well, yeah, I, either I guess it could go both ways because if you drop if, if someone drops it off, then you could have like a weird conversation with the person where you just get a little bit of information from like whoever's dropping it off and give you know they've got some details about it, or you could just turn up and there's like the clipboard, the files there or whatever, and there's a posted on it from your boss or whatever, or from the main coroner saying like, hey, like this one should be, you know, pretty straightforward or. The reason why I like the the idea of being dropped off mm-hmm. is that you've immediately got someone who's like, "Oh, you're not the regular guy," and right. your you can character can say, "I'm filling in." Yeah, for- yeah, that's true. Yeah, because then you got the exposition dump straight away, and it's a natural way of actually giving this information across because you've got a new character in the scene. So your character's just saying, "This is this is what's going on." Like, oh, how do we know that we can trust you? Well, I'm an I'm an ER doctor, and I've, I've I did a medical examination um, unit rotation. Yeah, know, rota- when yeah. I was in medical school. Yeah, so you know, it's it's been a few years, but I'm sure I can you know remember back. Yeah, so I'm imagining, I'm imagining. And I've got this the, new um, thing called Ask Jeeves that uh, I'm sure will give me any extra, extra information I need. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering where did they find this body? Was it in, like, the basement of a skyscraper or something like that? Well, I don't think- Because you definitely don't want to- You don't want to give that away. I I think someone found them dead, right? Dead, with quotation marks. 
um, they could de- they couldn't detect a pulse, but there didn't appear to be any marks. Yeah, on, so it's a bit of a on mystery, the body that right? they could so see. They definitely have to do the autopsy. Um, I don't know Ooh, were there any interesting thing or any interesting tidbit. Still warm to the touch, so they don't think it was very long ago. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's cool because I like the idea of giving tools like you've got like a surface, some like whatever those those are called, where you can like measure the heat of a surface. And yeah, like it doesn't change. There's just a base level, um, thirty thirty five point three or yeah, something like, like that. Slightly just, low, uh, and and it's just creepy because it's like, well, obviously this person's dead, but. The temperature hasn't gone down in an hour or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, they said it. that they found its body an hour ago. And I like the idea that you've maybe got some- You can have, like, charts up, almost, like, reminder charts for, you know, and I, I'm sure that actual medical examiners don't need that, but, like, you know, the the temperature of body should be after a certain amount of time to, like, try to measure time of death, like, those sorts of things up on the wall. And Yeah, yeah it, I love it, that. It, like, doesn't match up to that and- the time of death chart. That's so cool. And it's like- Yeah, like different things. I'm just imagining you, you, like you little- see like a clock that actually, you know, you can say, according to this, the time of death was approximately the time that they were dropped off. Or like and even like, this sooner. Right. Like, or it, says it doesn't- ch- Yeah, because it's not changing. By the time you get to it, it's like, you know, time of death 30 minutes ago. It's like, wait, they were dropped off an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of like the idea that maybe you're still working on a body when someone comes to drop them off. Um, so, you're just finishing up the autopsy sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, that could be um, an interesting introduction to it. You just get to, like, pull out a liver and put it in a scale, <laughs> mark down the yeah. the thing. It could be a good way to introduce like, the computer. And done. It could be a good way to introduce <laughs> the computer as well. Like, maybe you have to take like take the note or something. Or, or I don't know, maybe- High tech for this, like maybe the the scales are hooked up to the computer or something where you can like, it shows the measurement on there and you can click, you know, okay, like save that or something, you know, like some sort of submission. Um, Because, yeah, I think you need, you obviously need to introduce the computer as something you can interact with. And, and yeah, I think maybe you can like go on, like find a chat board or chat room for for coroners. Medical examiners. Yeah, for medical examiners. Um. But again, like you obviously you do it as as certain story beats happen. It's like, oh, if you go into that chat room now, like so and so will come online and you can click on them and whatever, have a discussion. Um so yeah. IRC channels or something like that. <laughs> you know that they would have been going around oh, like yeah. a news group or M- an IRC what channel. M I R C was that the old uh app? Oh, man. They weren't even called apps back then. They were programs or applications. Apps yeah. was not a thing. Um, okay, so I like this idea that you're just finishing up a up a examination yep. when the buzzer rings. Yeah, and so you go answer the door, and it's just it, because it's a single room. I like the idea yeah. that they kind of wheel the body in, and and or maybe you hear a conversation happening outside with the assistant or mm. something like that. Mm. I don't know. Like you can do it. I mean, so it many depends on your ways, budget. Do we have a budget for like? you know, an additional character model and animations <laughs> so you can have a discussion with them or do you just have the voices and then it comes in with a file sitting on it <laughs> you can look through. Um, um, but then again, with the exposition dump, no, you want that person there. So yeah, you open up the door and it's just, you see a corridor and you see you see a, a guy with, you know, a cap and it's like corpse delivery written on it. <laughs> and they're like, hey, have you heard of my band Corpse Delivery? Also, I'm the corpse deliverer. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with a name for the band because I'm a corpse yeah, deliverer. Like it made perfect sense. We're a, we're a heavy we're metal a heavy band. Metal folk band. Um, uh, okay, so that, that that's that part done. He so, does give you a cassette first, clip, though, that you can at some point play if you want. Yeah, and there's like one of those micro cassettes that happen to fit directly into your like your cassette recorder that you're you're yeah, recording. So if you want, you can just record over it, or you, but you can play it. It's just a little Easter egg. And I, I'm thinking that you know it's it's really really screamo stuff. So you you kind of like, of its time. Yeah, really. maybe you're into it's it. Of its time. Yeah. Um. Okay. What happens next? What's what's your first thing that you need to do with the body? You need to strip it down and clean it. Correct. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
like you say, I like you said that as if like I knew the regular procedure for doing autopsies. But yeah, well, I suppose you need to, you need to collect the evidence first. So you need you're doing all the scraping under the fingernails and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're doing the combing so through again, the hair, and need, obviously for the player to know this stuff, that you need you're gonna have to have some sort of handbook or something that there may be. These are no, the I like your idea about posters over the uh, around the walls. Well, like, too, I guess it just depends on how much information we need to get across. Uh, but yes, whether it's posters or, or a handbook that's essentially telling you the different things, and I don't think you force them to do it. Uh, ideally, again, if we're sort of doing this in in a systems based way, like if they want to directly get a scalpel and like start cutting this person open, then they'll immediately get to you know some of the 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 tech bits. But as soon as they do that, the screen starts going a little bit black on one side because that's all the oil hitting them in the face. <laughs> because they haven't, like, drained it properly or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I think I think there's a there's a path through through this process that you hope and you try to guide the player through. Um, yeah. So, the idea being, okay, uh, going with my, like- numerous crime shows and CSIs and all that sort of stuff that I've watched. Yep. So, the sort of things that you're doing, you're just scraping under the fingernails, scraping under the toenails, um, combing their hair, trying to get any evidence out mm-hmm. of there. You strip them down, collect all their all their items yep. and that sort of stuff. And then you, you're you looking around the body for ver- identifying marks yep. and that sort of so stuff. So, do you find um, anything, I guess, is, is, in any of those at this no point? No genitals. That's, that's well, a that's pretty big sign. thing. <laughs> That's the first sign that something's not quite right. It's, it's the dojo. Well, and I like the and idea that you have- Yeah, you automatically, as you're doing this stuff, you've got the voiceover of your character essentially, like, doing the recording um, to give context to all this stuff. Um, yeah, and I like the idea that, you know, you can get out the, the good old film camera and take some take some shots and of, like, you find a blemish on, on the leg and all this sort of stuff, and yep. so you take a photo of that and- you know, just you're going through through the motions of these are the sort of things that you're looking for. But then when they when they get down to stripping all the way down, and they they notice that there's where they expected a bulge for a, for a male for a male body, there's no bulge. Yeah, and, and they realise that it's and just smooth. Like, a- I think this person's been mutilated or something because they have they seem to have no genitalia, but there's also no sign of any uh, no, violence, scarring, no scarring nor. <laughs> It's almost um, as if and I, I, I kind of like the idea of the the body is completely devoid of hair. Yeah, except for the except, except for the, for the head. head. Yeah, um, like and bitch and mustache. wrinkles, no wrinkles. Um, one of one of the main things that you can sort of mention is you know where you'd expect there to be like those sort of um, you know how when you look at your knuckles mm. how. It's, uh, the skin's all gathered up around that area, and that's how it allows it to bend and all that sort of stuff. Effectively, this robot doesn't have that. Like, it's it's all very smooth. There's no yeah. identifying marks. There's no fingerprints. So, when you go to fingerprint them, right. I love the idea that you go to fingerprint you just them like a, and it's a like- a full, like, black flat, <laughs> Flat circle. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and again, contextualizing it all through your character's voiceover of why that's weird or- um, yeah, or strange. I like the idea that when you go to cut them open, you find a seam. Like it, it's it's maybe it's maybe a bit hidden initial. It's hidden initially, but um, you realize that, or, or maybe it's just like as you realize, it's almost like it's pre perforated or something. I, I like the idea of you know you maybe have some sort of thermal camera, which is you know mm. a little bit out there tech not tech wise, but you almost see like. The heat is coming from um, the torso um, and radiating quite quite heavily. Yeah. Like, it's just that little bit hotter in the torso yeah. than what it is everywhere else, which, yeah, but you know, a, you find a little bit unusual. Weird, it's not like the usual where the heart is and where the, you know, whatever. Um, it's in the lower abdomen, like, just yeah. around where the belly button should be, but <laughs> isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. It's obviously going to become pretty clear pretty quickly that something weird is going on. Something's here. not right. Um, um, I like the idea that you then push down, or maybe you push where the belly button should be, mm-hmm. and that's what pops everything open, rather than pressing in the genital yeah, okay. area, like pressing the belly button yeah. because it's a button. 
It's actually a button. <laughs> the belly button's actually a button. It's an Audi. Yeah. So is the only <laughs> Not way, an Nini, like- do you maybe find this <laughs> via the, the thermal camera or something? Like there's like a, a you see a heat, the heat of a cable, not the cable would heat up or whatever, but like you you somehow see like a cable leading to that point or the, like leading to the surface there, that something is on the surface there. Um, and from here on out, you're basically, okay, you know something's not right because well, now, this is- I mean, you essentially know the, this is the, a robot or a The top sort of came point. came up and you can actually take, you can take the top off. Yeah. And it's basically circuitry and you find some like- um, some ports and all this well, sort again, of stuff. I really like, like the you idea. You don't find all of them, I really but like you the find idea some of them. this being very systems-based where- and, and that, yeah, you can almost disassemble this whole thing um, and, and just have the pieces scattered around the room however you want them. And it's- you just- if you if you can figure out how they all connect together, then, like, you can, you can basically have them running, like, outside of their skin um, and it will just run. So, yeah, I, I like that idea of, yeah, you press the button, it, like, pops open that particular section and you can pull out, like, oh, this looks like some sort of power supply or this looks like some sort of circuit board with, yeah, with some external ports on it um, that that are hooked up to other things. But but I like the idea then you've got conduits that you don't particularly have access to, right? Like, so for this little section, you'll see, oh, from the circuit board, there's a cable connecting it up to another port that seems to lead further into the body, but you can't necessarily follow that through. It's only as you explore further, it's like, oh, that was probably going up to like this other section that I've now found in like the heart area or whatever it is, or in the head or or whatever. So that oh yeah, because I, I like the idea that the bottom, the lower section is sort of like that comes away, but the chest is still attached and all yeah, this sort of stuff like, and you've got to I find mean, the other latch to bit, open yeah, up the- it's a bit like the room right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to find the little, little exactly spot. where i was yeah. going <laughs> um <laughs> there's like a button in the armpit that you press and that sort of and opens up you know <laughs> yeah exactly um and again you can you essentially can can discover this by just looking carefully at how things are connected um, and it might be, oh, wait, there was a latch there in this position on the left side. Maybe there's one on the right side and, you know, that finds, and you know, you open up another something. It's like, oh, this is like the storage section for the spare cables or whatever. Or, or it just, it just opens up, it up. A, opens up a little, opens up a little compartment and in there is like, um, you know, an audio plug and yeah. and like a, a power switch or something like that. And it's like, oh, this has got a, this has got like a headphones plug and <laughs> and oh a my switch. god, a headphone. I love the idea of, especially in VR, you like plug some headphones into this thing and you just you don't know what you're going to hear. Um, and again, unless like you've powered it up correctly in the right ways, you're not going to hear anything, or you're just going to hear, you know. Static or something, but you, um, you you may have unplugged the CPU. You don't yeah. know, like the CPU's in the head. Like yeah. if you've disconnected the head, then you're not going to hear shit. Yeah, but when you reconnect that head, yeah, yeah, oh, then it's- you just may hear screaming. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck did you know? <laughs> so since we are doing a deep dive on this, what's the kind of end? What do you find out about this? Like who made it? How do you discover that? Are you able to like hook it up to your computer and like find log files and stuff? Um, or is it? I like the idea that um, this was an abandoned with it? sort of. This was an abandoned project. Okay, and and you know they they never got it working. Uh, the scientists that built mm. them never got it working, but what they didn't realize is that they were actually working. They just didn't have the motor functions to oh, let so them know that they were like actually into working. their own fucking cyborg brains. It's like a locked-in locked in cyber syndrome or something like that. I like- I, I just had a thought, though, that you find out, like, oh, okay, this was, like, the previous attempt, and you somehow discover that the the successful attempt was, like, wait- that was the guy who the dropped it off. The delivery yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, is, is the actual final successful robot. And had you listened through to the tape all the way to the end, 
Far Cry, Far Cry like, you know, listen to 15 minutes of audio yeah. and you would have found out, you know, the ending of the game. But no one ever did that because they didn't, they didn't like the, um, they didn't like the, the experimental the late nature folk. of the. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think there's, at the very least, hints, if not a, a full, um, it like cuts off or, or like <laughs> you hear, yeah, 15 minutes in, you hear, um, like someone interrupt this live performance of this band and it's the it's like the 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 creator of this person's like what the hell like i didn't build you to play this horrible music <laughs> like get back why in. can't you be like your brother and just be nice and quiet yeah, exactly and like i i couldn't I could never get him working but at least he was quiet <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god, this is Yeah, I really like that. This is so cool and like it's it's gonna be one of those times that I'm like, oh, it's never gonna exist and it would be tough like I'm kind of I know I it'd be tough. I wanna build that so cool Like I just like I really like the idea of of figuring out how something like that would work and yeah, just like connecting up all these different segments of oh okay, here's the like memory storage or something in here, but it hooks up to here and communicates via this, you know, via the the printer or whatever. And But the, the fact that the curious nature of humans would be to dismantle something before knowing everything. Mm. Like, and there's a way, like, speedrunners are going to hate this game because there's actually a way of completing the game and knowing everything. Oh, I by, think, I think it's know, one, I think maybe it's one little thing thing that's not connected properly like if you know what you're doing if you come in a second time you can like oh yeah just like the the button on the shoulder opens up the little hatch um you know the and the plugs in the wrong way <laughs> you just flip that and he comes to life <laughs> but yeah like if you do it if you if you're coming in fresh you can never find that immediately and you need to essentially pull this whole thing apart figure it how figure out how it all works and then put it back together whether it's inside the body or on your bench with cables going everywhere. Um, mm. Yeah. And then you get to have a little discussion with with this uh, friend. Yeah. I, I I like the idea that the, the end of the game is that it's not as creepy as what, as what you were thinking. It's just that because we've been sort of trained to- With all these horror, horror franchises and all this oh, sort of yeah. stuff- that and I mean, you'd, anything otherworldly is, and you definitely build up uh, just the atmosphere of, and even even a game like The Room VR in in particular, it has a quite creepy feel when you're just in this place by yourself. Maybe you around, hear a noise in the next room. You hear a noise, or even just when you do trigger something, like when you you sort of reach that next spot, and you know, you something, something out of the corner of your eye just opens. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it moved on its own. That leg just moved on its own. Or the head, yeah. like we discussed before about the turning and looking. And <laughs> Yeah, well, or yeah, you just, you get the eyes working or something. And all of a sudden, the eyes are just like flicking back and forth. And like looking at you, and then looking somewhere else, and they're looking scared, and it's like, oh shit! It, it's looking panicky, and it's like, oh my god! It's like I feel like almost <laughs> everyone will just like immediately unplug the eyes again, and <laughs> because you because otherwise you're doing the whole rest of the game, and these eyes are just like fucking looking around the room. <laughs> oh god, that is creepy. Um, wow, I, yeah. I I do like the idea that. Because there was no voice box actually installed, like the only way to actually hear is if you find that secret, like, um, yeah, the secret jack, headphone jack. Yeah. But you can also hook it up to the printer yeah. and that gives you other, other ways of communicating. Yeah. Like, yeah. basically, it can communicate a la your Loki, you know, printer of like it. It does one, one page of dialogue oh, right. for, <laughs> for everything that it does. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know, when you're please please sign here if this is everything that you've ever said. <laughs> right, <yes>. What? <laughs> Prince had another one and here, and here too. <laughs> uh yeah. Well I, I do like that idea of there being the different ways to communicate. Like you could even if you get it hooked up to the computer, it comes up as like a chat box or something, or I don't know, or something where you can literally You hook up the arm and get the arm working and the fingers are moving like Morse code. Yeah. Like Yeah. 
That that would be really like, cool. Just, like that you can you uh, communicate the same thing in these different ways, just depending on how the player finds it or comes across it, um, or and what they've and, powered and up thing first. Is, and thing is, if people people see the Morse code thing happening, they may go, "Okay, this is how they communicate Absolutely. with me." Then, and it's <laughs> and like, and then eventually they find, or they play it again, and they find, and they that now that they know where the headphone jack is, is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I could have just been listening this whole time, <laughs> but I sat and decoded the whole thing. Well, I I, I think maybe maybe your um, ER training happened to go through. Yeah, I'm I'm an enthusiast Morse code yeah, sort of person, maybe- so he's kind of. Just slowly going, uh, oh, it's talking about how it, how everything's black. Or, or at like, the very least, please- like you've got a piece of software on your computer or something that you can like put the dots and dashes into. <laughs> um, and, and it will, and it will do it. But I do like that they're yeah. initially like the player literally has to listen or watch and, and okay, they're doing dot, dot, dot. All right. Put that it's into like- the computer and get a translation. <laughs> SOS. Is there anything I know? Uh, I kind of- Actually, no, I know SOS and SMS. <laughs> no, wait, no, no, you just did SOS, I think. Because I think SMS was like, like two dashes. Because I'm pretty okay. sure SOS is three dots, three dashes, three dots. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. No, whatever. I mean, the- I-, I- I love the old trivia that the old Nokia phones used to use SMS. Yeah, well, that's why like the tone I, exactly, was. That's why I know it was Morse code, and that's just that blew my mind that they did that. And it's always been impressive to me that that's like what kind of remains in your head. Yeah. I always thought there was three, but it could just be another friends thing where I thought there were fucking five claps. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even though five makes more sense. <laughs> oh no! It looks like. Oh no, SOS is dot 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 dot. I think. Oh no, this is a, this is confusing. American more. It seems. I don't know. It seems to have like long dashes as well as just regular dashes. But M is two dashes. So yeah, I think. I think it was the two. <coughs> yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um. Okay. End of the game. Yep. What ends up happening? Does the does the corpse delivery guy come back? Because you now know that he's he's like related to this, yeah, maybe. Or, or did he just think? Show up. Did he just sort of think that he um he could just drop it off here and he's just, just never trying turn to get rid up of again, his annoying so. brother who his dad is always saying is better than him because he's quiet. <laughs> and so maybe you explain that at the end. Maybe you like maybe the final thing you're able to do. You have a discussion with this thing, and it's like. He he's like, oh, I can like, I can just, or like he he's the phone number or something, or like tells you a way to contact, um, his father, his father <laughs> or his brother or whatever, is, and then someone comes to pick him up, um, and then you can have a discussion about like why why he dropped him off, and yeah, I think maybe it was, it's almost like a brotherly p- p- um, prank where he just wanted to get rid of his locked in <laughs> brother. Do you do you think that? When you press the belly button and you take off the take off the thing and you throw it on the ground and all that sort of stuff, yeah. do you think underneath underneath that there's like a little a little um, thing that says "If found, please contact <laughs> such and such"? And it, it's one of these things that it might you make know, it you kind of too obvious, but I do like that. You idea. already know that it's a fucked up situation, but the, no, no, I just the mean idea like, if you've already got that phone number, like couldn't you just immediately call them or something? Yeah, but the idea being that you're so concerned about what's going on here that you don't, you don't pay look attention at the underside to- of the thing. Maybe, yeah. At the very least, or it could be please like- please contact, and then it's like- It's ripped, ripped off. Ripped yeah, apart, so you, like- yeah, you get some idea, and then maybe later you find a different one in a different segment that's actually intact or something. Um, yeah, un- under like one of the back part of a leg or something like mm, that. Like- mm. Oh, there's just so many peripherals that I want to I want to play with with this robot. Like, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just love the idea of in VR or in or at least in first person, like building this essentially working robot. In that, like, yeah, you hook the power up to the leg, and then you can pull on a tendon, or you can like power like put power through a tendon, and it'll kick. And then you can just be walking around with his leg, like kicking the stuff in the in the area. 
<laughs> but you've got to be careful because you could like knock everything off the counter that you've been making and uh, all the mm-hmm. bits of the robot. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed what we what we did today. Yeah, like, look, that we haven't. We- it's been a while since we've done a real deep dive and, and spent you know effectively half the show on one game. But um, that was fun. That that was a really cool idea. I love that idea. I want to play it. <laughs> Uh, anybody out there who has the skills and inclination, feel free. Build that game. Just uh, send us a free copy. Uh, send us a free copy and say, idea came from these yeah, two. Yeah, credit us for the dickheads from Australia. Um, but, you know, until then, uh, if you want to find us online and uh, check out our previous episodes, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Everything's up there. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Also, we'd like to thank Kuradust for allowing us to use their song, Man, to find off the album Containment Failure each and every week. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Daddy, why did you abandon me?